Welcome to Spoilers Please, where we have discussions involving any form of media that tells stories, usually movies or TV shows, and we'll do so with spoilers. You've been warned. Hello, my name is Albert. This is Jami. This is Josephine. This is Edward. This is Ruthie. Uh, and from the Stuff and Junk show, I do also have Ruthie on the line here. Uh, welcome back to the Spoilers Please. Thank you, thank you. Is that for me? <laughs> And for this episode, we are going to be talking about a show where a bunch of people are stuck in one place and they're trying to get out and there's this whole mystery of what the hell is going on. And we are talking about ABC's Lost. Hey, you know. No, no, we're not. We're talking about they're also stuck on HBO's Westworld. Hey. I think you're right. They are also stuck yeah. in an island in Westworld. <laughs> apparently, yeah. Apparently, it's an uh, island off no, the sea of China. It's the other show. Well, the other show. Yeah, Jurassic Park is not a show. We have to go back. We have to go back. Which is kind of funny because I think that's how Westworld is gonna go. They have to go back yep. after the. Anyways, uh, what do you guys think about the show? Uh, our guest, Ruti, what do you think? Um, I mean, Exodus keeps com- kept coming to mind, especially with the last episode about um, when they were all running up to the door. And then all of a sudden, like they're being chased from behind and all of a sudden they start killing each other. And like whoever tries to make it past the so-called Red Sea parting. I mean, that's what I kept on thinking throughout this. But then also Matrix comes to mind every time um, they kept on bringing up how they're going to go into a virtual uh, paradise, basically. So, yeah, I mean, love the show. I can't I mean, I don't even know where to start as far as like what else I like about the show. Um, it keeps you guessing. I guess the only thing that's annoying is that um, you never know what timeline you're in, whether, I mean, you, it kind of brought it together this whole season from beginning uh, to the end. It kind of met in the middle um, towards the end though. You don't know if it's a couple of years later or a hundred years later, 200 years later. Okay. I, I think we have like another jumping in this episode. Mm-hmm. But anyways, no, I, that, that, that's what Edward does. He likes to over-explain the uh, entire season. Uh, Josephine Edward, what did you guys think of this season? Sorry, I wasn't looking at you because I was trying to think. <laughs> Josephine uh, Edward, what did you think of this season? I'm not looking so bad now, am I? I'm not looking so bad, huh? Yeah, this is good. This is good. Um, I thought that the second season was fun to watch uh, for some of it. It felt like a Lord of the Rings movie where like so much stuff was happening and then whenever it would go back to Frodo and... Um, Sam, who basically for me was Dolores, I would get really, really bored and not want to watch any of her scenes. And then goes Wait, back to other people, and it was great. Which one is Dolores, Sam or Frodo? What? Who is Dolores, Sam or Frodo? Doesn't matter. She's boring <laughs> to watch. Okay, go on. Um, but then, like the there's some very standout episodes. But then I also thought that it ended kind of badly. Like I didn't like the finale. I thought it was really boring. Controversial um, ending. Go ahead, Edward. But yes. Um, I thought this season, like Josephine said, was fun to watch, but I thought it was uh, sloppier and messier than the first season. They had a lot of lofty, ambitious ideas that didn't quite execute itself well. Uh, several characters definitely got better spotlights. They they were improved, and other characters got worse and more boring. A like example, Dolores. Um, like Josephine, the finale was a bit of a letdown. It, they had a few questions answered, but then they threw you a lot more questions, kind of similar to what the creators of Lost would do. Mm-hmm. Um, so overall, fun, but pretty messy. Jamming. 
I like the second. We're talking about the second season. I, yes. I like the second season much more than the first one. The first one I thought could have been just in like two or three episodes. This second season I thought was a lot better. It was a lot more streamlined. Like you kind of understand where where the story was going. You know what I mean? It made it. It made the A B C D of it all much more easier. You you know, Dolores is going to the Beyond the Valley, whatever, and then the Men in Black also go in the same direction. So at least at least it moved quickly. You know what I mean? And then uh, what do you call it? And I I like everybody else. I, I some of it is like. Some of it, some like some of it, like I feel like you have to. I should go back to college or do some more reading as I'm as I'm watching this. This is a lot. This is very dense. It's very ambitious. Like somebody, uh, like you guys said, it's very ambitious. They try to explain life, death, creation, destruction, all that stuff. So a plus for uh, for ambition and stuff. So and but overall, I enjoyed it. I liked it a lot. And uh, I just want to give a shout out to YouTube uh, recaps. Recaps. Uh, you know what I mean? They're, they're the ones that actually saved me as I'm watching each episode. I go to YouTube and watch a little recap so they can explain things to me, to explain to me what's going on. So, I, um, I agree with your comment about you have to go back to college thing because this <laughs> story is very dense. Yeah, uh, Nolan and Joy kind of like assume that people watching this are very smart, I guess, but it's very dense. It's much yeah. more so than the first season, which is kind of why I like the second season more than the first season. I thought the first season had a problem where it was kind of split between uh, the original script and then the rewrite for the rest of the season. Uh, well, this one didn't seem to have that problem. It really was kind of like they had an idea from beginning to end. Yeah. The first half was the war part. The second half was the more introspective part with the with the uh, the host. And I saw, and especially those introspective episodes, I thought those were fantastic. The best episodes of the whole series, as far as I'm concerned. But yeah, I kind of liked where it was going, and I kind of do like how the mystery just kind of kept going. But I know when I was watching it, uh, Jessica was was next to me, and she was like. Wasn't wasn't really watching the show, and she would like, ask me questions, and I'm like, I'm trying to pay attention because I can't skip anything. I'm trying to take notes here, goddammit. I'm trying to shh, trying to take notes here. I'm right. Yeah, but, but for the most part, I did, I definitely liked season two a lot more than the first season. Uh, this is the season that got me hooked. Although I think for a lot of audiences, it's the opposite reaction. But uh, is there any like specific favorite episodes you guys can really like recall? The Shogun World. Yeah, that was a good one. That yeah, was a really that good was one. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, that one I thought was uh, it was captivating to watch the entire time. Maybe because, you know, for the first time, what Asians are like, all of them are on the show. And then mm-hmm. they, like, yes, their storyline was exactly the same as the white people's, but that's what made it even more hilarious. But then just the way their acting was and how everything carried out, it was really nice. And I guess also it was a good highlight moment for the British playwright because, um, you know, Normally, like, the first season we saw him, he was a very serious guy. And in the second season, he's kind of the buffoon, the the comedic butt of the jokes. And then here he is going like, wait, what's going on? This isn't what I wrote. What? <laughs> right, right. That, that is a funny gag that's running through. But oh, just to clarify to listeners, uh, Akane no Mai, episode five. So there. Yeah, uh, so I just, I like seeing the, the what was it, the contradiction, contradiction? The mix? Oh, my God, I'm, I'm words, whatever, uh, between the... Just like the yeah, like all the Asian hosts with the white hosts, and then like you got the British playwright who was just watching it unfold, and he's just so confused as to what's going on. For that episode, I think I liked the best was the fact that they have counterparts, the Japanese version mm-hmm. of the of the cowboy versions. I liked that how they pulled that off. Edward, did you have a favorite? My two favorites, uh, they kind of tied with it was one with what Josephine said um, with Akane no Mai. And then the episode eight of the season, uh, Kiksuya, when it focused yes. on Akechita. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Zach McClernot absolutely killed it with that. He just was in one, really one episode, 
but he became one of my favorites, like even some more than some of the main uh, regular cast people, because his story is tragic and it's beautiful and it shows that he was really the first. And it's kind of like it's it, it kind of mirrors like the parallel of like real life things where Native Americans were the first. And we always seem to forget that we always like put them on the sidelines. And I think Westworld kind of did the same thing where the Native American characters were kind of like, ah, whatever, you're you're on the sidelines. But their stories were probably the most fascinating out of all the characters here. Um, so those two definitely hold the torch in terms of being my favorites. Ruthie, how about you? What, what are your favorites? Um, I'm going with what um, Josephine said with that episode, uh, Kani no Mai. Um, that was a really good episode. Very interesting. I like the details, um, the the very detailed um, storytelling during that revolved around the Edo period. Um, my other favorite was also uh, focusing on James Delos and um, how his how his um, counterpart, so to speak, um, or his host um, plateaued. Um, I thought that was an interesting um, uh, study of the human psyche as far as how far can you uh, duplicate a person's mind. I believe the James Dells episode was the, the Riddle of the Sphinx, episode four. But yeah. Jamming. Yeah, I'm with Edward. I think my favorite is number eight, the Native American mm-hmm. one. Because, uh, what do you call it? There's an expression, the, the victors write history, right? And because, you know, the, the white man <laughs> have basically conquered uh, America and stuff like that, they actually wrote the history of the Native Americans and stuff like that. It's I'm talking about real life now, you know what I mean? You All we've ever heard was, you know, Native Americans being as savages, they, you know, they're, they're barbarians and stuff like that. And in this episode, it's a... It, they, they change the narrative and stuff like that. The whole episode is about changing your narrative and stuff like that. The Native American takes control of his own narrative, his own story and stuff like that. So it's a nice metaphor for what happened to them and what they, what they want to do in the future and stuff like that. And on top of everything else, uh, it's a story where the guy wakes up in bed with his with his girl and then he loses himself. Then he becomes a murderer. He loses his girl. Then he dies finds his dead girlfriend, you know, he goes to hell, comes back, meets God and stuff like that in this world. So it's quite an epic in this one episode. You know I mean? It's quite an arc and stuff like that. So that's my favorite episode. Uh, just on a quick aside, uh, commenting on the person, well, responding to the person on Facebook who commented that someone of the hosts say stuff like that very Sorry. often. A uh, drinking game. <laughs> Whenever Jamming says stuff like that. Stuff like that? They can drink. Did I say it right now? Oh, I missed the whole you thing. You say it like three times. Really? That's too bitch. Yeah, no, oh, I yeah. bitch. Probably like five. Oh. But I'm gonna start tallying. <laughs> but but I, I'm with you guys. Uh, Kik, uh, Kiksus, uh, Kiksuya, Kiksuya is the the best episode of the series as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, and it was pretty yeah. much a character that we had no idea who he was about until this episode. But yeah, Akechita, man. Yeah, even I'm oh, sorry, I interrupted. Yeah. Myself, but... <laughs> he instantly yeah. became like my favorite character right there and then from that episode. And yeah, definitely Akanemo no Mai episode with the Shogun World stuff. I love those two episodes. Those are the, definitely the highlight of the series for me. Yeah, I was just Can I just add one? Go, hey, ahead. go ahead, Ruthie. Um, I just love when shows use the native languages, either when they were speaking Japanese, when they were speaking Lakota. That was those were uh, two thumbs up for Westworld. Yeah. 
Oh, I totally agree with you. Because uh, normally it's so easy for them to try to translate everything. Like yeah. they do that thing where they zoom into the mouth and come back out, and you're like, now we all speak English. And you're like, magically. Yeah. And I love that with they even made a point with Maeve when she tried controlling yeah. them. They're like, it doesn't work because you're not speaking their language. And they're like, they yeah. can all speak English. They refuse. <laughs> you're like, yes. The, the funny thing <laughs> is the actor. Who- the funny thing, the actor who played Akichita actually doesn't speak that that native language. He had to learn it on the spot. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Yeah. So so, but wow. and, I mean, for us, it's convincing because we don't know the language. Yeah. But, just, but good job. And exactly. Does, does anybody have a Japanese friend? Um, I might ask of Japanese friend, like, how does, does Tang Newton's Japanese sound authentic? Because it sounds real to me. You know what I mean? Her, ta- she, her ta- she sounds good. She sounds yeah. really good, right? And what impressed me was like when they usually speak like a, a foreign language to give them one or two lines or something like that. She went on on these long Japanese monologues that went on forever. I'm right. like, wow, that's really impressive. That's she amazing. Has, she has the phonetics right in front of her. I know. I guess. <laughs> She's, it's, I thought that struck me as pretty incredible and stuff. Uh, Joseph, regardless, I, she sounded great. <laughs> I feel like hers probably wasn't obviously as good as the Japanese speaking people Mm -hmm. but the fact that she tried it and could Mm -hmm. like you said do these huge monologues I'm like no there's you know definitely credit given for that um and also you guys were saying uh for the Native American episode I wanted to say like I think that episode too was like the most emotional for all the episodes Mm -hmm. for me like Mm -hmm. you actually resonated with the character and seeing them all go through those things too you're like wow like that's more than like everyone else has gone through i mean i guess i don't care as much about the other people's storylines but then when it came to his i was like, like, like oh dolores. that sucks okay, can we talk about how how uh dolores as a character became like the most loved in the first season into one of the more hated ones in the second season i don't know if you guys feel the same way but i got sick and tired uh, of dolores no, I don't think I ever loved her in the first season either. Right. I think I was just kind of bored by her. And I'm like, I want to see more. And then, like, she finally, you know, re- revolts. And you're like, oh, cool. And then I'm like, oh, that's her highlight. I don't care anymore. Now she's, like, the militant, crazy person. Right. <laughs> yeah, I agree with Josephine. Uh, in the first season, the main highlights, it was definitely Anthony Hopkins, Jeffrey Wright, and Thandi Newton. Those three were my favorites. Yeah. And they continue to be so in this season. And we'll talk more about Anthony Hopkins, his comeback in this one. But... Uh, Dolores, I think, got more annoying because I don't know if it's the actress's choice um, or if it's the character or if it's a character where they always whispered everything they said. It was like, <laughs> oh, the violent delights have violent ends. And it's like you always <laughs> talk like that. It's really annoying. And then, well, like, you know, if you have Thandi Newton and you have like uh, Simon Quartermain who played a British playwright, they spoke normally. Like they right. even if they had to whisper, they whispered. But they didn't always whisper every single line. And that was the part that made me go, ah, Dolores is, ah, she's boring. Every time it was focused on her, I'm like, ah, skip it. Come on, let's get to the more interesting people. But yeah. That, that, oh, sorry. That does highlight one problem I do have with the show, especially when it's the hosts talking to other hosts. They always speak in these very dark and cryptic language and stuff like that. Like, it's the most serious thing in the world. And I like it better when the humans, like the playwright Lee, I think his name, he, he I like it when he, he, regular humans show up. You know what I mean? They talk like real human beings. You know what I mean? And they kind of, it's, it's, to me, it's a balancing act that they need to do. And I think, this season has tipped over a little bit more. It's just too much host stuff. You know what I mean? I just need some more people to speak like normal human beings. You know what I mean? Like, hey, isn't it that that where I live with everybody's getting shot up and killed? You know, more dialogue like that. You know what I mean? So, Ruthie, yeah, but any characters? Yeah, I agree. Um, same with Dolores. You know, you start out rooting for her, and then after a while, it's like, it's almost like she, she never let go of her, what character she was assigned, which was this overly emotional, overly sensitive um uh, 
damsel in distress and now she's pissed off but she still sounds exactly the same acts exactly the same it's just <laughs> as emotionally intense all the time like she also plat like it's almost like her emotions plateaued and it yeah. it kind of you, you know uh, it kind of did get boring towards yeah. the end kind of annoying also um where to the point where it's like okay you claim that you know everything you claim that you remember everything but yet she's still talking exactly the same way in this like, over dramatic voice yeah. Like everyone else yeah. who kind of snapped out of it. Yeah, apparently her sense of humor is dialed down to zero and stuff like that. <laughs> I know, you know right? what I mean? Just little, just take it down a little bit. Yeah, it, I it don't seemed... think that she had that programmed <laughs> into her. She's not supposed to be funny at all. It, it seemed like she was <laughs> the extreme in the first season where she was like like Rudy said, the damsel in distress. And now she's the extreme on the second season where now she's like practically like uh host Hitler kind of thing. Yeah. You know, so it's like um but in the last episode she kind of made headed awareness with Bernard, which yeah. I think is uh, next to Maeve is one of my favorite characters of this series because he's like or the, is it Arnold or Arnold because he's like the he's like the audience surrogate he's the yeah. guy who's like what's going on <laughs> right <laughs> but so I kind of I kind of relate with Bernard in that sense you know but uh, but yeah it's just the uh, it's the whole the whole thing with Maeve is the one that I followed the most and by the last episode I'm pretty sure she's still alive right the kind of the kind of the, the Japanese guy or the Asian guy Korean. The Korean guy was yes. like the guy's from Hong Kong. He pointed <laughs> it out. Come on, man. He said he literally told this joke. I'm he's Korean. from Hong Kong. He's from Hong Kong. Is he Chinese or Korean? He said he's from Hong Kong. Okay, I don't remember yeah. that. I don't remember that. The, the white guy. when they're in the showground world, the, the white right. guy says, "Hey, can you go okay. talk to them?" And he says, "No, I'm, I'm from Hong Kong. I'm not Japanese." Okay. There you go. Oh, he looked Korean to me. But whatever. he pills. They the two of them. They pill. They play C3PO and R2D2 in, in the series. Oh I yeah, think. that is true. Yeah. that is true. But so basically, when they showed dead Maeve at the end, I thought the look that the Asian dude, the, the Hong Kong guy, did <laughs> was like, "I'm gonna revive her," yeah. kind of thing. So I think Maeve yeah. is coming back. That, that oh, was, I was. Oh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's a hundred percent. Like, why would you take her out? She was, like you guys said, I think one of the best characters. First season, I didn't actually care about her too much, mm -hmm. and then the second season, I'm like, oh dang, okay, she's like, she definitely amped up way more for me because I felt like the first season, I thought the actress was trying too hard. Um, I actually couldn't tell if her accent was real, and I know she, like she is British, but for some reason, I was like, she's. Forcing a British accent, it sounds bad. Edward's like, nope, no, that's, that's who she is. That's who she is. She, she's really British, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know, but for some reason, it just didn't click for me in the first season, and then finally the second season. Now that she like doesn't have to play this weird, you know, matriarch of the prostitute house, it's like, okay, no, she's better and more or more organic to me. I yeah, she definitely evolved the most. Right, she did. I'm also glad that I think the baby, the the, the daughter, is out of the storyline. Because I was getting or flashed. is she? <laughs> no, she is. Damn it, she is. <laughs> or is she? Because I was. Oh, getting... yeah, thankfully, because she can't. She's also going to grow more yeah, in real life, right. and it's like you can't grow anymore. <laughs> you're yeah, like, you're there was a season girl. one and season two uh, flashback to kind of mix the two, and you could obviously tell which ones from season two. You know, I mean, she 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 had a little growth spurt and stuff like that. Yeah, because because I was getting this whole vibe like. Like, okay, so May wants to be back with her daughter, but her daughter already has a new mom. Yeah, but she didn't it know that. It sucks for the new mom. Yeah. So I kind of want, I kind of like the fact that at the end she realized, yeah, no, no, be with your new mom because mm -hmm. you're not mine anymore, kind of right. thing. That and the whole acting thing, yeah, she's mm -hmm. going to be a teenager or whatever. Mm hmm. It was pretty hilarious, though, whenever they would be talking and the new mom is there and they just completely ignore the new yep. mom. <laughs> She's just like, hey, hey, guys. And even the camera's like never on her. Did she She's even like, have a line? Yeah. I, I love she, she did. She said, uh, hi, how are you? Can I help you? Oh, that, that was her one line. Yeah, she had one line, yeah. 
I'm surprised. I, I thought she died when he when um he was talking to the daughter. Right. I, I really thought the mom wasn't around anymore. Yeah. No, the name of America, the, the Ghost Nation saved them both. Right. Saved, yeah, because the Ghost Nation are mm-hmm. saving hosts, mm-hmm. and they're not even killing humans either. They're yeah. very uh, enlightened. They're doing a catch and release thing, like what they do with trout, I guess. You know what I mean? A little catch and release. Okay, so well, I guess we wouldn't know if they actually took the mom because we never saw her at the camp with the daughter. Because well, no, that's, no. that's how like insignificant she is. No, but like, even if we did save her, we're not even going to show it. Yeah, but you see her at the end though. She, they she go does, into the yeah. valley, right? Yeah. And by the way, do we? Yeah, I don't know. I, I saw that. I saw that. Oh, the thing is, at the end, do we know where they where they beamed up? The no. the, the, the okay. At this point, we do not know. Star Trek. They're in space with the um. They're like some satellite they're thing. In like all the data is yeah. up there somewhere. Yeah, because yeah. I thought they may might have beamed it to Arnold's house and stuff like that, but that's not true, right? I it's, not, that. it's unclear. But but didn't Dolores like say multiple times like they are somewhere where no one can reach them? Mm-hmm. And then she says again like five minutes later, they are somewhere where no one can reach. I them. bet you it's another part of Westworld. They're somewhere in another park. I bet. But see, the, that's why they have to go back in the next season. We have to go back. They're in the cloud and they're downloadable in another country. <laughs> the thing is, though, is that Robot Heaven probably takes a lot of CPU to run. Mm-hmm. So there's some country out there that's like, mm-hmm. why is there like a lot of RAM missing? Yeah. What's going on? Some kid in America is like, I'm trying to download <laughs> porn, oh, but what's going on here? Nobody can reach them there. It's like, <laughs> why is Facebook so slow? <laughs> trying to watch porn, guys. What's going on here, man? Why is it so slow, man? Is this net neutrality, man? What's going on here? All right. Yeah. Uh, so, Ruthie, anything else you want to talk about with Westworld in general? Um, oh, the that very last, very, very, very last scene after the credits um, with the man in black, so they always like to call him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we really don't know how he was found um, on the beach and, you know, at the end of um, the episode where they he was on a cot and they were supposed to save him. Um, that actually... When he realized he was in the simulator, um, I really wanted to see more of that. Uh, but that was interesting how they used his own daughter um, th- as the system against, kind of against him or not with him. Also, I want to know like who is um, creating that simulator. Is it still Delos who's still in control, or is it Dolores? Okay, so uh, let's go around the room. Uh, Josephine Edward, who did what, what do you think is going on in the after credits? Oh, I also. Um... Forgot to mention him completely. All of us did. Uh, yeah, the man in black. I thought he got really boring as well. And I'm like, I don't fucking care. Basically, all the people, uh, the white people, I was like, oh my God, they're the most boring parts of this show. And I'm not <laughs> just saying that because I'm a person of color, but the people of color storylines are actually the most interesting. And it's, uh, you know, as an actor, you're just like, look, give people of color more chances, you mother. Anyways, I'm sure if they did focus on the people of color, maybe it would actually get more boring because they get the leading storylines versus the more interesting sidelines. Mm-hmm. But um the ending part uh i never really thought about like what you were saying rudy about how it could be dolores who's actually running everything and i'm like if that's the case then we don't know either if this is like how far into the future this is right if it's just a simulation um and then of course it brings to question like does maybe his daughter never really did die and they just did a really really good replica kit of his daughter because you remember how um with Hale how it was Dolores and her body at the end she went through yeah. the scanner thing right so it's yeah. like ooh what if they did that with this daughter so now we don't have to feel bad that he killed his daughter he just killed a host that was a super super high elite model mm-hmm. or whatever um like Stubbs oh yeah, yeah. Stubbs well, the see, host that's another question right yeah. is Stubbs a host like based on the way he is talking it sounds like he's a host but maybe or is he like Bernard slash Arnold whatever 
So where many he questions. Isn't, he isn't. I know. Yeah. That that also or, or, was very interesting where he was looking at her like, I only protect hosts that are in the park. I don't, not the ones that are outside. And he okay, kind of like then, gave her this look, right? Yeah. But then also he could be just a sympathetic human because I don't know if you guys remember when, um, for the Akechta episode, when he was the, like, those the two guys who were, you know, fixing him up. And they're like, dude, this is an alpha. He hasn't been back here for 10 years. And then the manager lady, whatever, comes in and she's like, what's going on? And they tell her and he, she looks at him and goes, do your updates, but put him back in the park. And they go, what? Why? And she's like, do it quietly. So it's like, was she, what, what's her deal? You know, they never went back to that lady. And so I wonder if there's just a select team that um, Anthony Hopkins mm-hmm. character had, Ford, or whatever, that they were just like, they've been with the company for like the beginning or whatever it was when they joined. They're like, hey, you guys have to help the host no matter what. Albert's raising his hand. I think, I think you're giving the writing too much credit. I think that's literally just a plot hole that they had to fix. They're like, oh, right. We need to justify why he's in the park. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's pretty much it. Their YouTube recap tells me that scene is basically the, the lady treats uh, – it's, it's an example of their management style. And whenever there's a problem, just sweep it under the, the, yeah. the, the rug and stuff like that. Sort of like how Disneyland sweeps under the rug that people get killed on the park yeah. all the time. But, but, you know I, I mean? I, but I believe Stubbs is a host. That's yeah. for sure. And also okay. just to answer your question about the – what do you call it? The, the post credit Because I actually just read the, the, the thing online. You're it's, cheating, it's, you mean? Yeah, I cheated basically. <laughs> I'm telling you guys. You guys, should just, I have no idea what to you guys should just – You guys should just YouTube this stuff, man. It's a lot easier and stuff like that. Let other people do the work for you. Uh, it's basically a scene that takes uh, place in a far, far future yeah, and stuff like that. I think so too. Yeah, it's, it's just something that takes far in the future. It's one of the things where it's probably covered in season three. That's going to be the next time no, jump, No, no, no. It's going to be covered in the last episode of season three. Oh, I'm sure it will. But <laughs> I think it's season three, that it'll, it'll have that kind of time. It's going to – the time jump is going to be like time forward right because the previous time jumps have been all backwards and stuff like that mm-hmm. i think this so is we're watching for, lost this has now yeah. become lost it right. is going to become yeah. lost. it's only totally like flash lost. Back, flash sideways we're going to get flash sideways next season who is it they said you gotta you gotta take a shot every time you're in a different timeline because yeah. then that's just a fun way to play the game as an aside here they asked nolan and joy did you guys ever watch lost and they, they claim they have not Okay, uh-huh. but, or but I'm it. seeing a lot of similarities. Yeah, yeah, but but either way, but yeah, I agree. It's far in the future. Uh, Dolores and the, all the hosts clearly took over mankind, and now they're trying to bring back some of this, some of some of the humans into yeah. their immortal body, I guess, mm-hmm. or maybe just William, just just to torture him. Yeah. right. I don't know. I because uh... it does seem like it's in the forge. Uh, Ruthie, go ahead. I have never seen Lost, so no. I'm kind of lost in what you guys are talking about. <laughs> you, you, don't worry, you're watching it right now. Don't worry. You just watch Westworld. If you, if you like Westworld, you may as well watch Lost. They are, yeah. They're more or less oh, kind of the same. Oh, don't do it. It's too old. Don't, don't go back now. You want to yeah. move forward. I, I can summarize everything Lost for you. Basically, a bunch of people no, stuck no, no, in an no, island, no. and then all of a sudden, there's no, like no, monsters. No spoilers, this is, you're no explaining spoilers. Westworld, actually. That's what Westworld is. Spoilers. The is monsters are the humans. Yeah. So everyone's on an island stuck. Yeah. Oh, the thing is, no, if you're gonna ask, if you're gonna no, ask, uh, in case you do want to watch. Oh, Edward has his thoughts. I think oh. on the final post-credit scene. Um, it's my thoughts, but also like a general thought of like my problems with the second season is that so kind of like what you guys said about the whole like oh I I didn't know I mean saying I, yeah I think it is like far far into the future and it is the possibility that if it seems to suggest that Dolores and her revolution worked. And they have taken over. So basically, we are watching The Matrix. And so what better way to torture the man who tortured her by making him go through this simulation over and over again and yeah. using his daughter, who he murdered, 
in the real world and just be like, eh, fuck you, fuck you, man in black, William, dude. I'm just going to make you go through this crap over and over and over again. Uh, so it could be that, or it could just be some completely different thing. I, it's just one of those things that the creator's like, aha, we're going to fuck you over until whenever we release season three, which could be like two years from now. So tough. And so everyone's going to have their fan theories and there's going to be all these Reddit discussion boards and all that. I'm like, oh, God. So my problem this season is that it is very similar to Lost, where it's like, hey, you know, in the first season, there's only two timelines. These like there's like the younger William and there's the older one, but you don't know if they're connected. And now they are. And this one, they're like, hey, you thought that was challenging. Let's give you like three or four timelines. Yep. Let's really <laughs> mess your head up. Which one is it? Oh, my God. And I'm like, OK, OK. All right. All so right. I think I think it was a little too much for them and i think it was just like oh we're just trying to make this very intriguing i'm getting very heated about this because every time he's they did spitting a- so much it's so yeah. annoying his arms are all sweaty it's disgusting every time they did a timeline job i'm like what's happening and so joseph and i'll be like all right so the most present timeless every time that bald dude strand shows up right most present time okay that's one things okay. anyways no no seriously. Oh. Stress. no seriously let, 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 oh. let's let's count down how many timelines there are in this in this season okay there's the one with strand that's one. That's the present time uh, Bernard without glasses. Okay. There's two, which is which happens right after the dinner massacre thing. Which is two weeks before prior. Two weeks before prior, mm-hmm. right? There's three, which is at the very end where where the man in black is going down the elevator. That's mm-hmm. another timeline. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is the fourth Number one? four would be Dolores and uh, Bernard inside the cradle. As uh, what do you call it, uh, Dolores is uh, creating. Uh, oh right, the, yeah. right. So that's a different timeline too, because that takes place about mm. thirty years ago. And Wait, like is, is there a fifth timeline? Uh, how many is that? Four. Um, Dolores with William. And also, by the way, the the Dolores t- the t- timeline from two weeks ago is actually moving forward, uh, so it's catching up to the one that's two weeks ahead. You know what I mean? It's a very Nolan, not uh, Christopher Nolan thing, where one thing takes place in the past. And one takes place in the present, but the past is catching up into the future. I think it's more of like a Nolan thing because it's not Christopher Nolan; it's Jonathan Nolan. No, I'm saying yeah, it's a Nolan. It's a, it's Nolan, a Nolan brother thing. thing. Oh, it's definitely a Nolan thing. Like, Somebody even, should. Like, there's, yeah. you, there's a video of Christopher Nolan where he's explaining like yeah. how he makes movies, especially with timelines. <laughs> I saw that video, <laughs> and it's just like you watch and you're like, this man, this dude is a madman. Yeah. Like, are you serious? Like, how are we supposed to follow? Somebody that? should ask the Nolan brothers. Just sit them down. And say, what happened to you guys when you were both kids, man? What happened? <laughs> I you, think they're time travelers. I know. Did you guys get dropped in like a wormhole, a time <laughs> oh, time loop? Well, that would be a good explanation. Yeah, yeah they time travels, so time is a construct yeah. for them. They what is happen. your obsession with time, you guys? Come on, guys. Let's stop it. But I, I do want to go back to what we were saying earlier with um, the, the man in black, William, killing his daughter. I really think that was his daughter. Yeah. And in the simulation, yeah. he re- he keeps repeating that act, and he can never seem to change. Just like with Delos and, and Logan, mm-hmm. he keeps saying the same exact things. It can never change. Like That's like the human flaw, right? But there is one thing. That would have answered definitively if it was his daughter now, and it'll give you that answer. Because before she gets shot, they do the the neck check and thing. And they never show it. They never show they the never answer. Show so, and yeah. also, she is on a quest. That's that that she never tells her father, right? Because she looks in that notebook saying, "Oh, I have to find the symbol thing, which is the Dallas symbol and stuff like that." So she is on a quest. I don't think that she ever revealed to the audience, right? She just kept telling her dad, oh, "I'm here for you. I'm here for you." But that's not necessarily true. So I don't necessarily think. It's definitive. As, that's not the end of her story is what I'm saying. Not only that, but the, the stuff, the, the scanner in the back, it, they obviously prove that it's fallible because Haloris was p- past as human. 
Which one? Hal- the the little thing in the back of the neck. Yeah, I know, but who? it's it's fallible. Haloris. It's hail. No, it's uh. No, no, no. That, Dolores hail. Oh, oh my no, god! No. Can you please explain your stupid little Haloris. mashups? Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> it, that's but that's not true. But because Bernard built a new body for her, and when he built a new body, he didn't build the body with the, with the bomb inside. So that that should come out negative. No, you no, know? no. What I what I mean by Haloris, it's Dolores. Stop saying Haloris. It's no, Dolores in Hail. Stop, stop saying Haloris. Stop saying. But to be fair, that that's what the show creators call her. He they call her Haloris. Can you just call her Tessa Thompson's character? <laughs> Tessa Thompson. Is that her character name? Can, can, can we shout out Charlotte? To Tessa, shout out to Tessa Thompson Charlotte. for for playing Dolores in yeah. cer- in certain episodes. And you don't even realize yeah, it. Yeah, good, good job slowing down your voice to just be and, like Dolores. And it into a whisper. No, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> I don't think that was much acting. I yeah, she's great. Yeah, so, I love her and stuff. But yeah, so she just slowed down her voice. So, I don't like Tessa Thompson too much. How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? We're turning off your mic. She was Valkyrie. She's literally the best. Her lip pucker thing she always does when she's like, I'm a badass. And suddenly she like has Botox in her lips. And I'm just like, can you please stop that? She's like, moment it was revealed. I'm Dolores, her lips puckered and all that. I, yeah, uh, I didn't notice until Josephine said because I was like, I'm usually a, I'm pretty, a, I'm a big Tessa Thompson fan, but then when she pointed out, because I was like, oh my god, you're right, she does pucker her lips. Like she's like, mm, yeah, I'm being badass or I'm being sexy, and I'm like, oh yeah, it's it's noticeable. Speaking, speaking of acting styles, um, apparently Tessa Thompson did ask Evan Rachel Wood, like, what can I do to make it seem like I'm Dolores? Talk and, slowly. And the two, well, they didn't say that. The, the two things. Speaking of slower the two things Talk that like Evan Rachel Wood, okay, the two things that she told Tessa Thompson is one, uh, whenever Dolores looks at something, she turns her eyes first and then she turns her head. That's one. Huh? The other thing is, whenever she walks, she never moves her arms. That's the other one. Oh, okay. So basically, well, when you see <laughs> when you see Hale doing those two things, she's Dolores in that body. No. So I wonder if she actually made a conscious decision while she was acting, like how to behave like a host. Right. Oh, these will be my things, and I'm like, wouldn't the creators be like why does our host keep doing these creepy things let's fix that to make her more human <laughs> it's funny too because i remember right. earlier in, earlier in the season i was looking at dolores i'm like how come she never moves her arms when she walks and then it comes back to that it's like okay well, there we go then ruthie anything else you want to talk about with this season of westworld season two i i keep going back to the exodus thought of them going up that mountain and falling into the door robot uh, heaven yeah yeah i mean i when they were using um, Clementine uh, running after them as kind of the, the black horse or uh, whatever, the dark horseman, whatever they want to call they called her um, the to control the mind. Of the I really I like, wish that they delved a little bit more into how they found um, what it was that made Maeve um, develop that kind of um, control over other hosts. They never explained that. Yeah, that's a, that's a mystery box technique. It just is. I want to piggyback oh, yes. off of that because i have a big question that i wonder if it was just like they just it was plot convenience where it's like so when that happened, mad lazy writing went mad lazy writing <laughs> so when clementine was coming through and all like everyone was going crazy and like you know killing each other so we established in may in the previous episode before that that ford came to her and released her like gave her greater powers than she had before and so it was only until that moment she decided to stop them, and she could. She stopped, like, a whole row of them. Correct. So why only then? Like, why not before? So I before think it's, like, it felt yeah. like lazy, convenient writing where it's, like, oh, we got to have some, like, drama and some, like, tension, mm-hmm. and then we'll have our hero, like, try to save, you know, her daughter and, yeah. you know, a catch tag to go through it. But she could have done it before. 
for that. And also, it never was quite established throughout the entire season how powerful Maeve is. And it kind of just like fluctuates from one episode to another. She can do this, and then she can't do this, and she can go back and forth doing that. And I'm like, oh my goodness, what can you do? What can you not do? And I think that they just kind of like changed it to whatever they saw fit in terms of what they need to do for the episodes. Well, Maeve is yeah. essentially the deus ex machina of the whole show, right? But I, yep. I honestly thought towards the second half of the season, her powers just grew and grew and grew. You know, from from just like being able to control one person, she was able to control more. And then yeah. she's able to like communicate with other hosts miles away from her. Mm-hmm. And then now she can just like completely like stop hosts on their tracks. I think the whole stopping the hosts on the track thing I think that was a last ditch episode, just to just to excuse that situation. Because yeah, I thought I thought it was very much a plot convenience, but just to just to try and explain it, I think it was a last ditch effort. Like she, if she does that, either she's gonna be trapped there because she can't have all the zombie uh, hosts enter into the sublime. Oh, by the way, the sublime is what the creators call that robot heaven. So, uh, is that the name of a band? Yeah, it is. Yes. Sorry. Yes. Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. But but yeah, I, I think that was just it. Like if she stops them, she can't go with her daughter to the sublime. I mean, the robot heaven. It's called robot heaven. The robot heaven. Okay. So that was a last ditch effort, and that's all I can really excuse that scene. Now, the thing yeah. I have with the with the writing, as far as uh, uh Maeve and uh, Dolores and stuff, they obviously set up Del- Dolores as the dark angel, the devil, right? Because she's out there shooting people left and right. She's changing hosts against her will and stuff like that. She's she's taking it too far. So Maeve is supposed to be like a more passive angel version of it, right? So she's changing people through uh what do you call it? Through uh through like you know a soft power. You know what I mean? She's talking to them. She's reasoning with them and stuff like that. I disagree. She's, so that's, she's, also, so she's Xavier, but yeah, a little bit. But but the, the the hitch or the contradiction is she sometimes uses her power to sh- to have the samurais kill each other. And stuff like that. See, that's yep. the problem. So that's the problem. That's the problem that you have to kind of uh, what do you call it? Square with themselves. The right is I don't know if it's bad writing or it's just it's supposed to be murky and hypocritical and stuff like that. That's the part I didn't I get. I think it's bad writing because clearly the creators wanted it to be Dolores and Bernard. That's the devil yeah. and angel situation. But everybody keeps gravitating towards Maeve as the angel. And I'm like, well, yeah, I, th- I agree. But then at the same time, but, but Maeve also gets host killed all over the place. But I think the angel turns out to be Bernard and also the Native American, the, the ghost nation. Oh, Akechita. Yeah. Akechita, I think, is also the other possible angel and stuff like that. Or is Akechita the counterpoint for Maeve? Anyways, go ahead. Anyway. Guys, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Well, I, we're not going to see a catch to anymore. Well, maybe. Oh, I mean, they're all I hope, so sad. So sad. Happen. I know. I hope they bring a catch to the back. He I mean, was. I really hope he, he's. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was really hoping they would when um in uh, Kanye no Ma, they're like, oh, do you guys want to come with us? And they're like, no. And I'm like, no, say yeah. yes. Don't let your contract <laughs> end here. Oh, what only, the? Only yeah. one of them did. Yeah. She, she, she never has said no lines. lines. I know. They're like, no yeah, lines. you guys got one Asian girl, but she only fires. Arrows. So, speak, speaking cool. of speaking of coming with us, the robot robot heaven is robot heaven only for cowboys and Indians. Where are the Japanese people? Where are the Raj people? Yeah. Well, the whole thing was that the Japanese people, supposedly they had woken up, but they didn't want to live in the new world, right? They were just like, we're happy live. here. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, they're like, we grew up here. We like seeing our Fuji Mountain and everything, so we're going to yeah. stay here. And, and you remember she maybe even asked them, like, do you want to come? There's a better world out there. There's more. And they're like, nah, we're good. It's no, but, basically but, like Christianity. It's like only white, only those particular people can go to to heaven because no one else knows about it none of the japanese people or the indian people know about it they're yeah. like ah, the i don't indian- know oh you meant oh right, right. yeah they, <laughs> they have no idea right the indian world that we saw that yeah, the raj that they like, call it. i think they got that that world got like the short end out of everything that you only barely see them they're like yeah. oh okay that's it 
Yeah, they're just there for killing for yeah, sport. But, but for <laughs> yeah, stuff like that, literally. I think they, for stuff like that, I think they push they can push that off to say, oh, we'll deal with the other worlds in season three, season three, season four. Yeah. They, they have they said that that And speaking of uh, Christianity, I just want to mention though, would ask actually the people, the Christians in the room, what do you think of all the Christian imagery and stuff like that? There's a ton of them this year and stuff like that. Would you guys did you find it moving? Did you find it interesting? Did you say? Are oh. there Christians in this room? I mean, I guess. Well, yeah, Catholic. Where, yeah. I was raised Catholic. Ruthie was raised Catholic. <laughs> oh no, I Ruthie was raised Baptist. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah honestly, we're all agnostic here. Or, uh, yeah, I don't, really, honestly, I don't really care. Honestly, when Ruthie said like the the whole robot heaven thing was the Moses thing, I was, in the back of my head like, all right, it is. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Moses, Moses. You can, wait, you, there's like there's three or four different Moses and stuff. Like, okay, which okay, Jamming after them in the back. Okay, Jamming, what, what did you hear from YouTube? Go ahead. No, I no, I just counted <laughs> these down and stuff like there's Cheater. like. <laughs> Th- there's three or four Moses characters and stuff like that. There's Laz- there's Lazarus coming back from the dead and stuff like that. Which one are you referring to? Uh, what do you call it? when? Uh, is, it Del- like, is it like a lot of hosts doing that? To no, season one? no. When Dolores goes in and shoots the Confederados and stuff like that, she she brings the guy back to life and stuff. Like uh, that. that doesn't really par- parallel the Lazarus story. So no, I'm gonna yeah. say no to that. What he, does it, okay, uh, the what's called the, the a guy coming back to life is not just the Lazarus story. It's... Yeah, but they bring him back to life and stuff. Like, there's purgatory. The so guys, I think the guys... Maeve is Lazarus because she came back. Well, they all come back to life. Actually. Well, yeah. Maeve never really died though. Yeah, I mean yeah. she will eventually. Maeve was actually kind of like the Saul into Paul story where she used to. I mean she was bad, uh, where Saul was bad, and then he got almost killed and then resurrected on the road to Damascus, and all of a sudden like he became like he, he god came to him and all of a sudden like he became good and like was all for christianity all of a sudden and yeah. was like helping jews everywhere and so like Maeve kind of became that i guess if we want to reference the bible <laughs> in a way uh the father what do you call it he's kind of made a deal made a deal the father figured the Dallas guy the guy in charge he's actually, he's burned in hell a bunch of times and stuff like that Oh yeah, that that I can agree with. Uh, the, yeah. the whole uh, hell scenario or purgatory, actually, yeah, purgatory, right? where you keep repeating your same mistake over and over mm-hmm. again. That's the Dallas and uh, William. Yeah, and obviously, uh, what do you call? Uh, what do you call? Uh, what's that? Oh, there's, there's big imageries of what do you call Anthony Hopkins characters being uh, this God figure in all of this. Uh, oh, that goes really mm-hmm. deep because yeah. as we've learned from the last episode, uh, uh, Ford never came back. Yeah. It was all in Bernard's head. Yeah. So if you're saying that Ford in the season is God, and it's all in your head, yeah. are you saying there is no? And God? also at the uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah that's and they 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 wait, wait, and they I, reference I what do you call it? God wait, and Bernard. Oh, Ford was there? Like Ford was only gone like once. The uh, Bernard uh, deleted the code, but he was there before. Yeah, I think he was there as a program or whatever because he put himself in the virtual world. So, mm-hmm. so Ford I, was there. Actually, suppo- supposedly, I know. I, I, I guess this is the, the debate. But supposedly he was never there. It really was Bernard, and him seeing Ford is his version of waking up from being oh, a host. But Bernard even but, explained it. He was like, "Yeah, like you, like by the time I deleted you, every time I saw you after that, you were not there. It was just I was me. imagining." Yeah. But before that, that was Ford. Or was it? He but uploaded the, the, his, uh, his consciousness into. And also, just just to just finish it up, at the very last scene, when you see Ford and Bernard at the beach, it reminded me of that that little picture thing you always see on the internet, like, uh, oh, God is always with you, but he's like, you know, but there's only one walk walk in the in the <laughs> sand. You know what I mean? What it was like footsteps in the sand. Yeah, what footsteps in the steps and stuff like that. Because it's God carrying you. Like, hey, hey, wait a minute. I thought that was hilarious and stuff like that. All right, uh, Joseph and Edward. Anything else about the season you want to specifically focus on? Um, 
Well, okay, earlier, this is just going back to something that you said way in the beginning, where you said that the show it was, like, written for smart people or whatever. And I was going to go, I beg to differ. It's not really smart. The only reason that it's confusing as shit is because of the million timelines that they do. So you feel stupid, but really, it's, like, it's pretty self-explanatory. And this whole thing with mm-hmm. the concept of hosts and are they real and humans, are they more like robots or less complicated than robots, blah, blah, blah. I guess it's because... You know, if you grow up watching anime and all this crap, you're like, this is like normal fodder, like mm-hmm. everyday fodder. <laughs> it's basically ghosts in the shell. Like they yep. have that debate all the time. And then, well, we were reading these terrible, creepy comics uh, before we w- watched the season finale where like, you know, someone was like, oh, I'm going to die. But I'd rather just go living a dream as I die versus like uh, just waking up and dying. Because then in my mind, I've lived forever. And then like seeing the robots go into their virtual heaven, but you see their bodies die. And you're like, wait, but are they actually dead? And I'm like, oh, well, no, they're living forever because to them, they are just code and they're now living in a virtual, beautiful world no. and whatever crap. Anyways, I'm just saying, I guess it's not that complicated. It's just the timelines that make it seem complicated. Yeah, I want to have to go, go with that. And also a lot of the things they talk about in this season of uh, the Robo Heavens, the hosts, like, you know, conscious and all of that. If you watched any of the uh, seasons of Ghost and Shell uh, standalone complex or any of the films, they do that. They already done it. So in a way, Westworld is kind of copying it, and they're like, oh, oh, but hey, we're doing it. So look, we're original. They're not. It's another white people taking over people of color ideas. <laughs> well, to be, to be fair, they never said they were original. I mean, after all, this is based off Michael Crackton's original work. But the thing is, though, is that I don't think, like, like I guess the people in the room in this podcast weren't confused by everything, right? I mean, I wasn't. No. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly, when I was watching the show, I was I was concentrating really hard, so I can get all the timeline stuff and whatever. I never really f- was confused, but when you go online, you hear all these people saying this show is way too confusing for its own good, and I'm like thinking like, it wasn't that How? confusing. It, it, it's because the internet's like, full of a bunch of white neckbeards who are like, boohoo. Ruthie, yeah. go ahead. It's kind of like if you don't, if you didn't understand the movie conception, uh, Inception, conception, <laughs> <laughs> conception, <laughs> another movie just there. Conception, that's a different movie another, I saw. That's, that's a porn version. That's I know. a porn version. Of I'm Inception. watching that at late night. Conception, Inception, <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio. If if people people who did not understand that movie probably won't get this this show either. Mm-hmm. It's basically it, it comes down to that, which Inception actually was not that hard to understand and so right. when i heard people who would say oh i didn't like it because i didn't understand it i'm like well you're actually maybe not that smart then or you weren't paying attention i think people get distracted way too easily well, they're probably on their phone they're probably on their phone while they're watching it or whatever so they're they weren't really paying attention and then yeah. there we go and i think i think this uh tv show is smart i think it's the people who write it are very smart what i think the dividing line is whether you find it entertaining or not whether you find it tedious or not i think that's that's the thing yeah that's you know the borderline. I mean? and and i i haven't i'm sorry i haven't seen all the anime in the world obviously. he's not I, sorry I, yeah because i i can't speak if this is original is this ghost and shell wannabe but i've never seen some of the stuff that they mentioned they they talked about the what do you call it the creators creating these hosts but then it goes then they flip it around because the hosts are creating them you know what i mean i don't i've never seen that before there's a whole thing where the whole entire westworld is is a fidelity test for people who come in yeah. into the park. I've never seen that before. It reminds me of what they talk talking about as well, far as the internet and Facebook and f- gathering data and stuff like that. I think that's very modern to what what's going on right now. So I've never seen anything like that. So you're f- saying Facebook is trying to rec- 
great people into our host by no, all I'm, the information from Facebook. I'm just saying using data as, as a weapon, as, using data, data and stuff like sure. that. As, as, the, as the, a, which, as is what the, which is what Dolores is going to do right. with the data she learned. Okay. I, but, I, th- I think it's very smart. I think but the thing smart. is, though, is that I'm not sure if you guys know this, but apparently ratings for this season is 30% down yeah. compared yeah. to last se- of the season one because I think it is way too complicated for the mainstream. Yeah. I know, I know we don't think it's that complicated, but a lot of people apparently do. Yeah. And it's hurting people them. People like linear t- timelines, that's why. Yeah. The, the rumor is that HBO might actually consider canceling it after season three. <gasps> I, would, I would actually agree with that. Even though I enjoyed the second season more than the first one, I think we can wrap this up in this next one. I, I think mean, so. If, you know, we can wrap this up. It's, it's possible. If yeah. you look at all the main characters, you see a full arc already. I mean, what mm-hmm. else is there and stuff like that? You know what I mean? To, to quote one of the executives, they said that Westworld costs around $100 million to make a season. Yeah. And the audience, the attend, the attendance, the ratings does not justify it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it, it it season three might be it. I think, could, I think I think they could wrap it up. It's, they it's could. Fine. It's fine. I mean, how much do you really want to see like host Dolores trying to take over the world? I saw oh. Planet of the Apes. Yeah, <laughs> right? it can only go so far. It can only go so far. Yeah, it's Planet of the Apes. We saw Planet of the Apes already. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Oh God, they're doing Planet of the Apes. That's they, right. They're they doing Planet of the Apes. Apes. That's what they're doing. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. Yeah, and I'd rather just it not be Dolores. Like, can it just? Like she recreates her and goes here, and the dandy goes, You're dangerous. Yeah, murder. All right, now I will go do whatever it is I need to do in this world. There's only so many scenes we can see of them just going, having these philosophical discussions about what's life, what's real life, what's reality. It's it's enough already. Let's just wrap this up and stuff. You know, it's it's fine. That's just, I say give them one more season, 10 more episodes, and that's it. That should should do it. Jumping, anything specific about the season you want to focus on? Uh, I said, I think the highlight of the season is episode eight, and also what you guys said, the the show normal is fantastic. It's great. I mean, just intrinsically, just for me personally, uh, samurais, the sword, and stuff like that, it's much more interesting than people shooting each other. I, I prefer that before over Westerns anyway. So, yeah, those are the highlights for me. No, 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 not the highlights. But, anything, anything, anything else? Anything else? wise that kind of stuff. Thematic uh, wise, honestly, just watch, just YouTube it. YouTube just recaps. YouTube. Stuff. They put, it, they articulate much more better than I can and stuff like that. And they have a, you know what I mean? It's, it's trust me, just YouTube it and stuff like that. It is, it does, it goes back to my original point. Some of this stuff becomes academic. It becomes homework and stuff like that. And the best expression of it to explain it is go to YouTube and stuff. You know, that's all I can say. Wait. <laughs> But okay, now that you say that you've met, mentioned this multiple times, that you're like, oh, because it's so dense and all that, that you have to go to YouTube. But I feel like that's a problem, with, especially yeah. with this second season of Westworld, that you had to do that. I'm yeah. like, I understand that, like, there are some shows you're like, okay, you yeah. need some time to think about it. But if you're like, oh my God, I got to go to like YouTube and find out what the show really meant or what this episode really meant, I felt like this is my problem with the second season. This is why I'm like, you know, we're talking about like, oh, you know, it's smart and people are not getting it. And I get that. But I think uh, going back to what I said about my general thoughts of this season is that I think many times it's more complicated than it should be. Mm-hmm. And it's more and it's kind of just doing so just to fuck with you. Just be like, hey, here we go. We're going to fuck with you and all these timelines and all these things happening. And I understand that like, oh, you can say, oh, it's smart thing. Because like the first time I heard of that is when Matrix Reloaded came out when I was in high school. And when people didn't like it, there were these people who were saying, oh, it's because, you know, it's really smart. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's just unnecessarily complicated and dumb. And so I think Westworld (laughs) suffers the same fate where they're like, okay, you know, we we introduced you to the idea. Now we're going to expand it 
And it's great when you expand it, but like with every franchise that's tried to expand it, um, more often than not, it doesn't do it well. Matrix is one example. Star Wars is one example, especially when they try to do the midichlorian shit and the prequels and all of that. And it's kind of like when you take a good thing and you're like, oh, how do we make this more complicated and more like mind blowing? I think you enter the trap where like you lose the what made the the thing good in the first place. And it's not saying that the second season wasn't terrible because I enjoyed it. But I think like everyone's saying, we just need to wrap it up by the third season because and then that'll be it. I had the opposite because reaction. Otherwise, it just kind of goes. Mm. It just kind of balloons out of control from there. I had the opposite reaction for Westworld season two. I I thought I liked how it tried to expand the storyline, the premise, the plot mm-hmm. into very like convoluted, somewhat dense stuff. I didn't think it was really that complicated. It just I think I think it really was for me. It was just like I had to really pay attention. Mm-hmm. I never had to go to YouTube to to have answers. I already had answers in my head on what I was watching. Same mm-hmm. thing with Matrix Reloaded. Not not to go too much into that. Not a great movie, but I loved how it expanded the universe of the Matrix beyond just the simple anime as storyline mm-hmm. from the first movie. You so, like the Reloaded? I like Reloaded. Oh, oh yeah. my god! Oh my god! Get yeah. off the podcast! Get out of here! In all honesty, I the, <laughs> the, the, the Reloaded Revolution. What is wrong with you? No in, in, in all honesty, this is a whole different topic, I guess. But in all honesty, Matrix for me was too simple. I enjoyed it, but it was very simple. I love the complication that, that Reloaded and, and Revolution did. And that's the end of that story. Let's okay. move on. So, okay. oh, no, uh, say, oh, we'll, we'll come back to that later. We'll come back to that. Oh, so the movies are garbage. Yeah. We'll come back. We'll come yeah. back to, to that in the future. They were fun to watch, especially when they introduced Colin Chow. Like, it was like, oh, my God, an Asian martial I mean, whoa, that's so original. But, like, he can match Neo. I thought that was cool. We'll really come back to that in a future episode. Yeah. Just show up out of nowhere. Like, my like we would have a Colonel Sanders do be like, I'll explain. Oh, stop, stop, stop. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. He went on for like five minutes. Yeah, my philosophy is basically when you watch something, whether it's a TV show or a movie and stuff, you should you should enjoy you have to enjoy it to a point where after you see it, you want to go to YouTube, you want to go to Wikipedia and do some just have a better understanding of it and stuff like that. I don't but think again, you have to. I think you should. Not everything. I don't think you understand right? the show at all. You are one of the people that we claim no. are dumb. No, I'm just saying I'm not saying you you need a general liking of the show and a general understanding of it the first time around. Like I said, if you want to do research on it on YouTube or on the internet, that's fine. It's great. Don't you want to know if it's other? If it's not other people explaining to you, don't you want to see what the writers and the, the directors? Oh, are? those uh, things. Those are sort of things. I yeah. mean, I do oh, like hearing. Kinds of things. I, okay. I do. I do like hearing like what the directors meant about this movie or TV show or yeah. the writers or what. That I do like to see. Yeah. I'm. I'm not. I, I was imagining. I think we all were imagining. You were watching uh, YouTube videos of people explaining what you just oh, saw. It's a. Uh, the recaps <laughs> are a mix yeah. of what the authors and writers are doing, and also all right. Also theories and stuff like that. There's a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, so we we've concluded that Westworld season two was enjoyable, at least, right? Oh yeah, well, we'll just bottom line it. Were you guys watched season three? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. See, there you go. Uh, probably like drag my feet to watch it, but if I'm with Edward, he's gonna be like, "We have to stay on top of it, or else spoilers." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, do you guys have any specific speculation about season three that you want to share? I mean, for me, it was literally just. It's gonna be focusing on Dolores doing Planet of the Apes in the real world, because because that's cheaper for because that's, that's che- there's gonna be fifty more questions and two answered. Well, because because that'll be easier to to produce for HBO to spend on if it's real life sets as opposed to making a, a cowboy thing. However, I do I do think they're gonna go back to also to Westworld with all the bodies uh, of all the people that went to Robot Heaven because the bodies still exist and they did imply that they were gonna redo them again. So we might see a different Maeve. Wait, are they going to Jurassic World it? They're going to open the park again? Yeah, I, I think they're going to do that. Of course they are. Oh my God. 
you know and, and then and then the other timeline is it's to focus on William in the future, I guess. But um, anybody kind of comment on on Teddy? How many people? Teddy, Teddy many is people oh, this. Teddy. Te- Teddy is oh, alone. Yeah, Teddy. Yeah. Teddy is alone in Robot Heaven. That is fucked up. I mean, come on. <laughs> he's alone, isn't he? With oh, wait. He's yeah, he looks like love. he was by himself. Because he's oh, no, like, Aren't the other people there too? Yeah, the other people are there as well. So he he'll probably join along them or whatever. Yeah, what are you talking about? He's not alone. He's got plenty of people who are better and won't try to force change him and like yeah, him for who he but, is. But his flaw is he's in love with Dolores. And Dolores is not going to be in Robot but Heaven. But which right? Teddy are we talking about? The one that's dialed up to 10 that's shooting everybody and stuff? I don't know. He's probably in heaven shooting up people right now. I don't know. <laughs> but remember, remember the one shot of him just in the mm-hmm. planes by himself? Yeah. Going like, why am I doing here? Like, <laughs> look lost. As Teddy always looks. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to comment. Though. I just love that James Morrison will always continue to play a good-looking guy who really never quite gets the girl. Mm-hmm. Even when he does... Have sex with Dolores. Dolores still doesn't quite love him, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. James is like, "Oh!" And then shoots himself, and I'm like, "Man, quick, quick, no, quick. I, I like that. Like, it was really happy that he shot himself because it was like, "You bitch!" Like, you're right. I I'm can't glad, kill yeah. you. So I was like, "I'm glad he did that." Even yes, it's like he didn't get the girl, but it was. Kind of. But it's Not the worst really. girl. So it's like, why would you want to be with this girl? Quick, quick, name, name, name the other movies or TV shows that he was in that he was the third wheel. Uh, the Notebook, um, Enchanted, Enchanted, <laughs> yeah, Enchanted, The Notebook, and what else? Superman Returns, yeah, that's right, yeah. Oh yeah, X Men. <laughs> oh, that's right, he was Scott. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, this poor guy, man. He's like completely typecast in the third wheel. <laughs> um, you know, in Twenty Seven Dresses, he gets the girl. Oh, oh there we go. Uh, good for and him. In the movie Hop. There is no love interest at all, so you know that's good. It's about him fulfilling his his Easter Bunny duties. And now he's the star of Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> is he really? Yep. Wow. And Jim Carrey is gonna play sign on to play Doctor Robotnik. Wow. Wow. I guess that's a, that's a fit, I suppose. <laughs> oh, God. I so, mean, technically, in Enchanted, he does get a girl. So I mean, Adina uh, Menzel or Dazim. <laughs> Yes, Adele he Dezim. got Adele Dazim. Yeah, <laughs> and and from what I, from what I understand, uh, James Martin is not coming back to Westworld. Not not his choice. I believe they completely wrote him off already. So that's it. What? This is the end of Teddy. But yeah. didn't no. did Dolores take his his um what do they call it? his pearl from yeah, his, his brain? His brain. No, that, that's the reason why that's the reason yeah. why he's he's in Robot Heaven. Remember she she plugged she in the there? she plugged in the pearl yeah, right before, when Robot Heaven. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually glad. I'm actually glad because I think they should, you know, have a new cast, and so they should follow what do you call it, Game of Thrones, kill off some people, bring in new people, and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't think they need to. Once again, HBO is trying to cut costs for Westworld. I don't get cheap. They actors. killed off a lot of people. Yeah. Oh, speaking of killed off, Woodward. The Woodward. Elsie. There was Elsie. absolutely no reason. Oh, Elsie. Yeah, I mean, yeah Elsie. sure. They, they finally yeah. killed him off, and now you can permanently see she's dead. I'm gonna miss right? Elsie. I like Elsie. Yeah. I know she's there just for, for exposition. Yeah, stuff, she was kind of like, like a lost puppy, though. I like her a lot. Uh, yeah. But um, uh, the, the the writer guy, what was the name? Lee. 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 His death was completely unnecessary. Like, oh, he, oh yeah, yeah, no, it was the worst. Oh death yeah, of the show and he felt he it felt like the he, movie tropes of like dramatic, like yeah. I'm gonna save everyone, but not really. Yeah, they even gave him a chance with like, sir, please put down your gun. We don't want to <laughs> shoot you. And he's like, yeah, I'm him I don't understand why they couldn't just maim him more to the point where he's just gonna pass out. Like, why did they have to shoot him? Yeah, Cause uh, he that, that is true too. Them. Yeah, because he was shooting them. But like I said, like what did he? What Shoot did he save? Him? What did what? How did he save them? They gave him like 
10 seconds more? Yeah. It was. No, like, it didn't oh, matter, yeah, because they could have all run away because it didn't seem like they were shooting them as they ran off. You know, they were, they were busy recharg- recharging, reloading their guns, and he's right. just like, I'm just going to monologue yeah, but and they have, fire things at you. But I think it's one of those things where, I mean, what else you can do with the character? That's his arc and stuff like that. He didn't care about the host uh, in the beginning. Now he cares. Yeah, so he he cares. I mean, there, I guess there wasn't much else for him to do. Because whatever exposition, whatever humor he brought, those uh, the Asian guy and the other white guy could bring it. I guess maybe that's. It, what it's still thinking. a stupid way to die. That was the oh, most laziest sure. way to, to kill him off. Yeah, just to prove a point. Yeah, there, once, there was once, no reason for him to die. Yeah, yeah. once those cars came and co- going after him, then I, I realized right away. Oh, Lee's gonna sacrifice himself. You, yeah, you, you can you can tell the reason why they did that scene, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because the scene before that was uh, was um, Forge Forge Logan. Telling Dolores and Bernard, oh, humans can never change. They're they're pretty much set in their ways. Yeah. The next thing they show is Lee changing mm-hmm. to save the host. Sure. And that was it. That was the only reason. The, the writers were like, well, we got to have Lee change somehow. How are we going to do this? And this is how they do it. I'm like, really? Come on, guys. But did he really change, though? I mean, he did have some sort of connection to the lines, that, to the dialogue. He created the dialogue. He wanted to finish the dialogue at the end and kind of be the hero at the end. No, but which he, is kind of like so he was like living out his own fantasy, his remember, own dialogues that he wrote out for the hosts. Well, remember multiple times he showed that he doesn't really care of the for the host. He's out for himself, and then at the at the end he did something selfless, self selfless, mm-hmm. selfless. Yeah, so that was him changing. Yeah, good times. Mm-hmm. Bye, Lee. We're gonna miss you. So We're gonna miss you, Lee. We're gonna miss so you. So I think, yeah. like, but I mean, his his progression as a character definitely much improved, and I really liked him. And especially, the, like you said, he starts to actually care about the hosts as opposed to just using them as like playthings. And he's it, the only mm-hmm. character that has like a sense of humor about what's going on. That's why I'm gonna right. miss him the most and stuff like that. At least he's like, you know, at least there's some humor there and stuff like that. Like I said, everybody else, all the hosts, they're very ponderous and stuff like that, very cryptic and stuff like, yeah. like that. Yeah. Stuff like that. Why, why, is the, why is the other white boy still alive with the Asian guy? I don't think the white boy had one line. Person. That's what I was thinking too. Yeah. Wasn't he the one who yeah. also like raped um, like sleeping hosts? Yes. When, when, yeah, he, he was just yeah. Yeah. yeah, they even yeah. tried killing him. They're like, "All right, bring him back." And you're like, "But why?" why? Yeah. And then this <laughs> why? whole season, they served no purpose. They've just stood in the back, yeah. going, "Oh, what? Yeah. Oh, no, let's go yeah. back." I mean, they'll probably have definitely more of a role as you know, since they're the ones responsible for salvaging what they deem to be the most important. But then, even then, I think they won't have like. They're just they're just there to move the story along. Like, hey, someone got hurt. Can you fix them? Cool. Yeah. Move on. And they're like, yay. Yeah, because in the first season, Leonardo and I definitely got a much more compelling oh, yeah. storyline, but <laughs> not so much this one. By the but way, isn't that so strange though that they they didn't even brief the the two guys who they tasked with um, reviving some of the hosts, the salvageable ones, and knowing that they helped Maeve and all these other um, hosts escape and like actually even help kill maybe not kill yeah. people, but. Um, and then all of a sudden, within seconds of them coming back, oh, can you help um, salvage whatever you can salvage as yeah. hosts? Right. I'm assuming yeah. that they didn't say that they were kidnapped. Yeah. I mean, they, they said that they were kidnapped or something. Or, or they assumed that all hosts are bad. They weren't mm-hmm. like looking at them going, oh, like questioning every single human. Why Why were you gone for so long? They just were like, probably like, oh, you were probably taken kidnapped as hostage. And I think those guys <laughs> were more justified because they were not higher, high in command. Mm-hmm. They're like grunts. Yeah. So, oh, by the way, like, oh, okay, you guys can do the grunt work. We need you. And by the way, rest in peace to all the random tech guys that stood in the background and changed the host and they get shot <laughs> like a minute later and stuff like that. There were like three or four of them. They changed somebody. They're being forced to change the, the, the host and stuff like that. And they get shot or they get killed in a train like a minute later. And stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, I like that. There's, there's so many of them. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was one of those things where you're like, Dolores, why are why, you killing him? Why did him? you kill him? Like, you actually used He, he could have actually helped you. He's valuable. Yeah. He literally resurrected an entire army of the guy. Yeah, why don't you kill him off? Well, once again, why, why do that? it's her being extreme, like yeah. not relying on humans to yeah. help them. That kind uh, of thing. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. She's still relying on him to change Teddy and bring back all these other. It's like, come on, yeah, woman. Make yeah. up your mind. Yeah, it's like she's like, I'm. You used me. Now I'm gonna use you and then dispose yeah. you when I feel like it. Oh, then, Dolores. I mean, that's that's Dolores. Oh, Dolores, you're such a scam. Oh, Dolores. <laughs> Dolores, she's the worst. I'm trying to use old timey phrases now. <laughs> uh, before we wrap this up, any comments on why Dolores brought Bernard back? Dumbest shit ever. Oh, oh it's, uh, it's, is it because like they need each other to do the whole fidelity test constantly? Yeah. And if they don't have some, because they know that once they're in the real world, eventually they're gonna derail their their minds will go crazy. So they constantly need to check each other. So she created him for the purpose of that, but then also is aware that he's gonna try to stop her any way he can. So it's like this weird yin and yang situation where they're like, yeah. oh, it's like the Joker and Batman. They're like, they need each other, uh, but they're going to try to kill each other. Yeah, it's, it's kind of weird. Yeah. Josephine, do you feel the same way? Um, yeah, I guess that the whole reason was, yeah, because mainly like the whole thing that Ford was saying that no host can survive outside the park. Uh, so, you know, you can't be like, oh, but Dolores is special. Like, nah, she's still going to at some point go crazy so she does need him but i do think it was also kind of stupid because i'm like eh, whatever so does that mean like he has to come back home wherever they go they're like hey it's 10 o'clock you need to come back home so we yeah. can do our stupid little test uh ruthie <laughs> how about you do you feel the same way yeah i think they just need each other to keep the status quo like kind of keep each other in check keep make sure that um they they remember why they're there why they're out there in the real world which we still don't know what their exact mission is but i guess just to keep in just that, just to check, make sure that they don't become human accidentally. Yeah, mm. yeah I, I pretty much think that it's like an evolutionary thing. At some point, she realizes for them to evolve and change, there has to be opposing opinions and stuff like that. She learned that through the, when she's reading through the libraries, I guess. You know what I mean? It's one of those things, if, the, if they want the best version of what the world can be for the host and stuff like that, there needs to be a counterbalance. She maybe she's she's at a level of consciousness where she realizes, you know what, I'm maybe too crazy. I, maybe I don't know what's going on. You know what I mean? I lost Teddy because of what what of my mindset. I need a counterbalance. I need a yang, like you guys said, a yang and yang. That's why she brought Bernard back. It makes I, sense to me. Yeah, no, that, that's what I agree with as well. It's the yin yeah. and yang thing. Because remember, Dolores didn't care about other hosts. It, it was almost like a selfish act for her to get back to the mainland. She was willing to let Robot Heaven die until Bernard kind of talked her out of it, mm -hmm. right? So when she came back after she was hailed for a while, she realized that's what happened. And she needed Bernard to balance her out, the yin and yang thing. Mm -hmm. So that's why she brought her to the human world to balance it out. But yeah. then we know she succeeds anyway, right? Because because yeah. at the end, like hundreds of years later, yeah. her host probably took over the world anyway. So, But like what Edward says, what do they do? Do they... Does it like think they wake up as a couple when one goes to work, she goes, he goes the other way, she goes one way, they tr fight it out in the real world, they come back to the same I, house. I what, I, happens? I what happens? I don't, think, I don't think that happens. I actually don't think that happens. I, th I think season three is going to open up with Bernard somewhere, like maybe in Hong Kong with a prostitute or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Something, right? But <laughs> hey, you know what? Bernard's in Hong Kong with a prostitute yeah. there, huh? Yeah, you are so racist. Seems racist to me, man. I think I was flashing back to another, from another movie, like uh, from real life. Ago, I'm sorry, from real life. Something like that. But, but, but anyway, so yeah, um, any guesses on who the other pearls she brought in with is are, or just like new characters that she happened to bring in? It has to be the old characters. I figured right? Angela. Angela yeah. might probably be in the, one of those pearls. She was the second command, right? 
Which one's Angela? Angela was oh. the was the blonde hair the blonde haired girl. Oh, the one with the tattoo. Oh my god! Speaking oh yeah. Of Remember that girl when she was blowing up the cradle, yeah. right? And then like there yeah, was her. a guy. That's Angela. Who was yeah. like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill you, but somehow it suddenly. And then she dresses him. Yeah, yeah. you're like, excuse yeah. you, dumbass yeah. shit. Like you should know that this girl is gonna murder you. And yeah. then she's like, oh, he's like, oh, but she's so hot. Yeah. I was like, what? Yeah. So yeah. stupid. Well, I guess that's the epitome of how dumb guys are. <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> to be to be fair with with the writing, I think I think that was stupid that they they wrote it yeah. that way. However, they did establish this guy as a misogynistic pig in mm-hmm. earlier episodes and previous. Mm-hmm. But again, appearances. I'm on the side with the group. This is, this is about context. You know what I mean? The to- the the character motivation is oh he's a misogynist, he's a dick, he's a horny dude. But the context is you're in a war, you're in a right. war zone and stuff. Do you stop everything and drop your yeah. pants and stuff like that? It's like come on. Yeah, they're they're, they're supposed to be. <laughs> The first, the first responders too, yeah. right? The the A team was sent yeah. to the island. Yeah, you know. Why don't you try shooting her and then grope her later? Why don't you try to do that? <laughs> well, John, hey, hey, yeah, hey, like hey, hey, her legs and her arms, then her body will be yeah. like. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to like hentai territory. Here. They're, whoa, they're not whoa. real people, Albert. They're not real people. They're robots. They're robots. Oh, uh, jeez. Yeah. And I think that's how we end this episode. <laughs> All right, then. Thanks for listening, Ruti. Where can people find you online? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Grace, G-R-R-A-C-E 13, uh, for random stuff, travel pics, cat pics, and DIY pics. And the Stuff and Junk Show, which is the and co-host. The stuff and Junk Show. Uh, Edward, Josephine? Uh, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at SlowJoJojo and the Twitter account I never use, I am Josephine. And also, if you were to count up how many times John Ming said, you know what I mean, and stuff like that, oh my god, you would be so shit-faced right now, or you probably wouldn't even have reached the end of this episode because I have lost count at how many times he has said this stuff. This is Edward. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Cinnabon Monster. You can find me on Twitter, J-A-M-I-N-G-L-I-O-U. And it's Albert. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Albert5x5. I saw the movie blog. Spoilers, please. Oh, this one. This episode right here. The Stuff and Junk Show. Extra Stuff and Just Spoils. The weekly podcast. And yeah. Oh, and the IGTV thing that we do. Hey, hey, little cat. If you want to send your comments, send it to whowhatworstwhy at gmail.com via your Facebook page or to the website. If you want to show your support, head over to whowhatworstwhy.com slash support to find out how. Music has been provided by DYAxis. Find them at dyaxis.com. All the links and information can be found at whowhatworstwhy.com and the show notes. All right. So um, it's been two months since we started the summer movie draft. I thought now I'm going to go ahead and announce where we are now in the in the rankings. Hand me my trophy. Thank you. Thank you. No. Oh, what? No, no. Excuse me. Uh, as of June 30th, yesterday of this recording, um, I'm under one at, at 1,116,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,
It's not simple. <laughs> You're trying to be a stupid ass Nolan film and TV show. Stop it. Well, you, you know, Edward, Incredibles two is still going to keep going up. So you have that advantage, right? Yeah, Incredibles two really wasn't released in Europe. I don't think because of the, the yeah. World Cup. It's only had one week, so I think Edward's going to catch up pretty fast. Has it only been one week? No, it's been two, it's two, been three weeks. I think. Two. I think it's been one week. Yeah. It came out like in the middle of June. It's been two weeks here in the United States, but internationally it has been released to a lot of markets. Oh, it was yeah. before Jurassic World. Yeah. And Jurassic World was yeah two weeks ago. Sure. Two weeks ago. But anyways, so yeah, and there we go. This has been another episode of Spoilers, please, which is part of the Who What Worst Why Network.